fade in. You're listening to Let's Bogart. Please welcome your host, Daniel Williston. It's me, it's just me. What's happening, buds? You're listening to Let's Bogart, the podcast where we rate hits by fading out before we fade in. So whether you're here for the plot or the pot, we'll roll camera and roll joints and curate a pairing experience both celluloid and cannabinoid in nature. Hey, buds! It's uh, it's me. It's Daniel Williston. I'm the host of the show. You've already heard me. I introduced myself because that's how many people we've got working on the podcast right now. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, I want to tell you today. I'm I'm really excited about today's guest. I'm I'm excited about all of them, but I, I'm super excited about this one. We did record this one earlier, and uh, the audio was terrible. I'm learning. I'm figuring it out as I go. So we did a re-record uh, because I thought it was a really interesting conversation about a movie that I would not have necessarily chosen for uh, the podcast. So I, I'm, I'm excited for you to hear it. We looked at Accepted, which is a slacker comedy from 2006. It's an hour and 33 minutes long. It's rated PG-13 in the U.S. and 14A in Canada. It was written by Adam Cooper, Bill College, and Mark Perez and features Justin Long, Jonah Hill, Blake Lively, and Louis Black. Louis Black. And it was directed by Steve Pink, which is the reason we chose Pink, BC Pink Kush by Flower as the cannabis we're smoking today. It's an indica. It's between 20 and 25% THC, and it's grown in the Okanagan Valley. And I wouldn't want to talk about either of these two without the guest that we have on today. So, Daniel, can you tell us who we're speaking to today? So, uh, originally from Vancouver, BC, this actor, musician, musical director, and singer-songwriter has been making a name for himself in his current hub of Toronto, Ontario. He graduated from the St. Lawrence College Musical Theatre Program in Brockville, Ontario, and has wasted no time performing in shows about Stomp and Tom, as well as founding his own theatre company, The Basket Collective, of which he is the artistic director. In addition to running his own show and performing in plenty of others, he's also a key lead at Superette, helping Torontonians find the strain that is right for them. And I'm very pleased to get to call him my bud, and I'm excited for you to join me in welcoming Taiwan Clayton. Ty, how's it going, buddy? I'm good, man. That intro gets me so <laughs> nice. So uh, we're we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna bring the veil down, and we're gonna be completely honest with people. We have already recorded this episode once before. Yes, we have. <laughs> and unfortunately, my technical skills, uh, I like. All of us on the journey of, of uh, smoking weed, uh, like the journey of watching movies, I'm learning lots as I begin <laughs> on this journey. So I have, uh, I think I've figured it out this time. I, I certainly hope I have. Um, and Ty, you were nice enough to, to come back on. So welcome one more time. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm, again, still happy to be here. It's my pleasure. I always love to chat with you, man. Oh, fantastic. I love chatting with you, buddy. So uh, uh, Ty, tell us, I, I was trying to think of... Of, we we are. I already asked you uh, another question. I wanted to give you a little bit of a different uh, spin this time. Uh, just sure. so that, yeah, you're doing it. But um, can you tell us what what uh, what is the the best time you've ever smoked weed? Like, what is your your perfect high or your perfect smoke? Oh 
my perfect high or my perfect smoke. Um, I guess currently it's, I just love getting really stoned, like at the end of the day. That's like my sure. favorite. I struggle with slowing my mind down. You know, I'm one of those people that always wants to work and keep going and, and all that kind of stuff. So when I can get a little stoned, especially something that gives me a good body buzz sure. later at night and I can just chill out and just get like fully sucked into a TV show and not... <laughs> Not, you know, thinking about what I need to do later or like critiquing the acting yeah. choices or something like that. Oh, man, that's my favorite. I feel like I can just chill. I chat with my girlfriend. We just have a good time. It's the best. Amazing. And is there a, a specific night that comes to mind or a, a, a specific day? Like what, what were the um, surrounding parameters for uh, uh, what was... Uh, a, a really great example of a day. Like if I could get high like this day every time, this would be. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, most recently, I think one of the best moments I had was uh, probably on Christmas Day. Actually, that just happened just a couple days ago. Um, I got I got high. I was taking um, a two to one CBD THC oil. Uh huh. Got nice and stoned, and I was just so chilled out. I was so cozy on the couch, feeling good in like a sweater and a blanket. And you know, the Christmas tree's on. I'm with oh, my girlfriend. We're watching thing. television, and it was just so, it was very like blissful, you know? Yeah. I was like, Bliss that. Yeah, I want to get high like that after yeah. work, you know? Yeah, like, I'm on with that more often. Any little bit of bliss that we can experience in 2020, I think, is a, a, a huge yeah. win. Exactly. It was so nice. <laughs> I'll tell you, I got um, my uh, fiance, my beautiful fiance, Kristen Zaza, gave me a house coat for my mm. for my birthday and Christmas. Nice. And it is to put it on is just the coziest and warmest that you feel like you're just being wrapped up in a blanket. Yeah. And then I walk around and I see myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh, oh, who's this gentleman? Who's this like, <laughs> you're like who's this cool guy? Who is this cool guy walking around stoned out of his mind in his apartment <laughs> just admiring himself in the mirror because he's got yeah. this nice new robe. I love that. <laughs> so what were you watching? Oh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. That's our obsession right now. I watched season one a long time ago, and I'm finally getting caught up, and I got my girlfriend hooked on it, and (laughs) we spent the whole day. We're like, yeah, we'll watch a Christmas movie, Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day, we're watching Attack on Titan. Just Attack on Titan. (laughs) Nonstop. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) Oh, you were saying that uh, uh, because you guys are on opposite schedules, you're having to wait for her to go forward and watch the next one? I was, yeah, but now, um, well, it was also like I had finished season one and then I told her that I would, she kind of saw a couple episodes as I was watching Mm -hmm. and then, you know, slowly started to get hooked on it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if you want to rewatch season one, I'll wait for you and then we can watch two, three, four together. Uh. But like a jerk, I couldn't (laughs) sleep one night and watched all of season two without (gasps) her. (laughs) Did she find out? Oh, yeah, she knew. I told her. So then I was like, okay, but now you need to like watch season one and two and then we'll start season three together. Um, As long as we're not scooping it on the on the podcast, I don't want to out you or anything. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. We know we're caught up. We're caught up. We started uh, we're starting season three or starting uh, season four soon. So, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, uh, if if there were. Let me think. 
I'm trying to think of a, a uh, what what are what are your favorite methods? What, what is your favorite method of consumption, and what is your least favorite method of consumption for Ooh. cannabis? It's kind of um, it's kind of like a double edged thing, I guess, because I I I'm not fond of bong hits. I don't right. like like the act of smoking a bong. Um, but I love the high so much from a bong <laughs> that I'll do it. So it's a little bit of that trade-off. Um, whereas sort of like my favorite method of consumption, I would say, is smoking a joint. Sure. Um, I like the feel of it. I like the ritual of it too, especially. Yeah, sitting down to um, roll. Exactly. Yeah, sitting yeah. down to roll, standing out, like, you know, stepping outside or something and just taking a minute and smoking. I really enjoy that. Um, but again, I'm, I find, you know, the highs are just never enough when I when I smoke a joint. So it's like that little trade-off. I like the art, the act of it, but I don't love the high. Mm-hmm. I don't like the act of smoking a bong, but I love the high. So, <laughs> um, I guess, I guess favorite we, I would say is bong just cause yeah. the high is, um, that's what I'm doing it for. I've seen these, they, they've got these things now where you take a, a, like a vaporizer, um, that's, that's got loose leaf in it. And then mm. you put that into the end of a bong. And then bring it through the the water. Oh, I've been yeah. I don't have money right now, so I can't pay for it. But I, I would yeah, love yeah. to. I would love to try that sometime because I I too I love the the act of smoking. But I don't want to be smoking all night. Like I kind of want to. Yeah. I, I want to have my smoke and have my ritual, and then be be gone for as long as possible. Exa- that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. That sounds cool. The vaporizer thing, though, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, because it would be less harsh then, right? You're bringing it, yeah. the the vapor into the into the water, and it's getting that second filtration, like bringing the heat down, and probably would yeah. save your lungs and your throat a little bit. That would be ideal. That's like, and that's my biggest thing with bong smoking, especially as you know, a musician or a musical theater actor. Sure. Yeah, you know, always worried about your voice and things like that, and it, it, they can just be so harsh. Yeah, and that's what I I I, I have an Airizer solo and a, a Pax three and a Volcano that I I tend to use the most, but and I do that to save my voice as a singer as well. Uh, yeah. But then I find that I'm having to keep going back to the well to be able to maintain right. the throughout a movie or throughout a, a TV show or a night of you know hanging out. Yeah, and so I wind up having more of the thing that's less hard on my throat, but then isn't that equalizing to what like one or two sessions with the bong would be yeah you just balance it out with a by going back like with repetition yeah i mean that's kind of like i've i've been getting a little more into the oils especially this um two to one cbd thc oil that i'm taking but i love it's like sort of i like the long lasting sort of effect you can get from like an an oil or an edible but There's always a trade-off, I guess, with any method of consumption, because I'm like, I'm so impatient. <laughs> They're like, yeah, take it in an hour, it'll hit. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to be high in an hour. Like, <laughs> I want it right now. I want it right now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Have you tried any of those uh, sublingual, like uh, uh, like the sprays or anything to see if they're I quicker? Ha- I haven't tried the sprays. I'm very curious about the strips. The, the like, strips, yeah. yeah. I've... Uh, I mean, at like at work, we've been, you know, we've, we've got a couple in that have yeah. been starting to sell and I've been talking to some customers that are really into them. And on the medical side, um, 
I know that like some of the the places that I get my medical like weed from, they've <laughs> released theirs and have been releasing stuff about it. And yeah, it sounds really up my alley, but I'm skeptical <laughs> to try it. <laughs> yeah, when I was buying on the the gray market, I I tell you there was a, uh, a spray from a place that I got that I loved because I would I would smoke a joint right before I went into the theater and then I would have to go up and like pay for my ticket and get my popcorn or whatever. But then right. when I, I would get in and sit down as the previews were going, the, it would start to mellow a little bit and I'd throw this spray on and just to be able to like not have to like duck into a, 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 a like a bathroom to have a quick yeah. like <laughs> a surreptitious yeah. vape or something or, or have to like take a whole edible which could you know if you don't know how to dose yourself and you don't know who you're getting it from before the legal market had them you know yeah for you, sure you would not know what you were getting yourself into so to just have a little spray that you could just under the tongue and and go it was like my movie going uh uh ritual i loved it that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I think that's what I'm starting to like. I'm I'm starting to look at more products like that. You know, as much as I love just the flower and the dry herb, that yeah, might be, be more beneficial for what I'm looking for anyway. Definitely in some other types of products. Sweet. Well, speaking of flower, Thai, we got to smoke some really really great stuff for this uh this show um and it's by the the lp flower yeah and what kind is it called uh we have the flower bc pink kush bc pink kush fantastic oh man yeah it's it's not something that i would it's really top shelf so it's it's pretty expensive like it's is it the most expensive flower that we have in the shop um, I don't think it's the most, but I think it's like, it's, up unju- there it's like second by maybe $3. Sure. Like it's yeah, it's yeah. pretty high up there. <laughs> yeah. But as a, uh, as a, oh, my, my fiance is showing me. She just, I, I got her some flower BC pink kush for Christmas. Oh, and nice. Smoking it in the background right now and giving nice. me the thumbs up and the chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <clears throat> Yeah, the BC Pink Kush by Flower. I loved it. I, I, I wouldn't have, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten it other than for the podcast because I wanted to try it and, and to know what, you know, what we're selling to customers and stuff. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, for sure. But it kicks. Oh, it's man. really it fucking does. good. Yeah, you'd you get every every in, every cent of that money that you spend is, is going into the experience, which it, I love. It definitely, it's been one that I also have been wanting to try and probably wouldn't have gotten around to trying it if it wasn't for this podcast either. (laughs) But it's definitely now like, oh, when I want to treat myself, when those special nights come or whatever, like, oh yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. So Ty, if you were, if you were selling, if I was a customer coming to the door at Superette and you were... And I said, listen, I'm looking for something that kicks me in the face and I, I want to uh, pay top dollar for it. Um, what would you say about this product to entice me to buy it? Um, well, the first thing I would say, I definitely, I, I would say this is for someone that isn't brand new to smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be a little much for, for some people, but um, I definitely would be like, the, I think the biggest sellers is, is it's not just top like it's not expensive for the sake of being expensive and kind of creating this we're a luxury brand sort of idea um 
I would be like, not only are you going to get the, it's going to, it's going to kick you in the face. Like we'll call it what it is. You're going to feel it. And it's going to, you know, give you all of, it's going to mellow you out. It's going to chill you right down. But um, I think one of the best parts about it is from, from the minute you open the jar, it's like an enjoyable experience. The aromas of like, kind of like that earthy, almost kind of like a, like a undertone of like a sweetness or something to it. Like you, it just, and I mean, it's, especially when you get that fresh, it's going to fill the room a little bit, right? Oh like, yeah. You're going to get just this nice experience that smells and, and, and all of that's going to contribute to, I think what you're going to feel, right? Like you walk yeah. into a room and you get the smell first. And then when you smoke it, you're going to get a little bit more of that flavor coming through, which is just a nice kind of smooth again, like earthy kind of sweet flavor. Mm. Then when, you know, then when you get high, you're going to be getting high <laughs> and, and you're going to do all the things you want to do. And all of that combined, one, I think merits the price point, although it is expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not just going to get like a knock you out. You're going to get more of an experience. You're, you're putting your money into like all of this kind of this, this well-rounded package that goes into it. Well, I think you're bang on with that, too. They really seem to have thought about every aspect of what what the experience of buying and then consuming cannabis is like like yeah. even even the the packaging like the 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 bottles that they have are really beautiful to the touch like yeah as a sensory yeah, yeah, yeah. experience compared to what the what everyone else is doing which kind of feels more like a pill bottle like it feels more like yeah. medicine like this really feels like smooth in a way and, and granular Abs- and it feels like a, a little bit, it's worth more. Like it feels a little bit nicer quality plastic or what, what have yeah. you. But, uh, but yeah, like you said, it's that it's like every step of sort of the experience of smoking weed. I think they're really, they've really tapped into as opposed to just the, like, once I get high, then my experience starts. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think is, I think is really cool and certainly um, sets it apart. If you're going to be, I mean, you know, there's, we all know there's a lot of LPs that have weed in the similar price point. That's just completely overpriced for, for no reason. That's right. This really stands out as well. We're putting, we're giving you an experience that most people don't even think about yet. yeah that it, this is the way that the the, the thing is going to feel this is what the smell is going to do when you open up the thing this is yeah. what the buds look like when you take them out like they were yeah. really well trimmed they were really really nice and they had a beautiful color on them That's they were right. interesting to look at i definitely you know i had my little loop and looked at the bud <laughs> and i was a, it was like a, this is a beautiful looking bud the, yeah. in terms of the color and the kind of you know, greens and purpley bits that were in there and all of that. that. Was, really was light great. green. It's just like really kind of like uh, lighter than mint. Like uh, I'm trying to think of something that's the the same kind of green. It was just, it's really brilliant, brilliant yeah. green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With well, the- that and that, like you have those colors and then you have all of these nice trichomes giving it that nice crystal-y oh, yeah. shimmer. I mean, like that's pretty to look at, you know? And then the pink hairs, if you're going to be a pink kush. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Those pink hairs going. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's a it's an indica dominant hybrid. It uh, it boasts that it's the uh, the the tightest thc count on the market i don't actually know if that's true but it's it's between 20 and 25 percent they say right which is uh, which is pretty tight for an indica yeah 
Yeah, I get. I mean, I kind of agree. I don't. I don't know how true that is. I know I, a lot of different places say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. But from my experience, it's it's it stays in that pocket. Yeah. I do like the language of boasts. We boast that yeah. we are. The, it's like, well, I guess no one can take you to court over a boast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's tr- <laughs> that's true. It's like, yeah, you said it. All right. Probably not a lot of stoners wanting to go through the trouble of taking an LP to court anyway. <laughs> I'd be very shocked. Dude, you guys said that you were supposed to be the tightest on the market. And I found something slightly tighter. Yeah. I mean, as most stoners, it'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll just, I'll still get it. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's grown in the Okanagan Valley in Kelowna, BC. Um, yeah. And Flower actually was just, uh, just acqui- they just acquired Terrace Global. Uh, yeah, which has I heard a, that. Yeah, which has a co-op with in Europe as well as Canada. So they're as they're bringing on some, because they've only been doing BC Pink Kush up until now, but they've just started... Uh, they've either released already or are about to release some new strains. Yeah, cool. which is interesting because yeah. they've been up till now. They've sort of been like, we're just going to specialize in this one type. We're not trying to come onto the market and be like, here's our sativa and our hybrid and our indica. Like they've just been like, no, this is what we do. Is BC Pink Kush by Flower. I think, and I think it's, I think it's really smart because now you have, I, I think, a loyal following of people that love the Flower Absolutely. BC Pink, and they're. You know, they're going to be like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll spend my money to try it because they have a reputation of being so curated and That's consistent. Right. And yeah. Yeah, it's very smart. And to, yeah, to I'll be definitely to- be trying some new stuff when it hits the market. Absolutely. <laughs> when it hits. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Anytime there's a, there's a, a, something something to buy for somebody for an anniversary or a birthday or <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I told a few friends about it over Christmas because I was uh, uh, I was doing like a online game, like a Jackbox game over Zoom or whatever with people, mm-hmm. and they were asking me about the work. And I I had just done uh, the first recording with you, so I had just tried BC Pink Kush. So I was like, oh, yeah. if you're ever getting weed, you guys should really try this. So they all like while we were on the call ordered it from the OCS. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And each of them sent me a video of them high out of their minds, being like, Daniel, this is the best thing I've ever smoked in my life. Yeah, so I was very excited to be like, yeah. <laughs> after uh, after we recorded the initial podcast, a good friend of mine had uh, reached out to me and was like, "I'm you know looking to buy some weed. I typically smoke indica stuff." And I was like, "Don't worry, let me. I'm going to put you together a nice little package of a couple different things. You know, included the flower in there." And I get a text, and they're like, "Of all the weed, that flower stuff was just." <laughs> they were like, "It was so good. What was the price on it?" And I told them, and they were like. I wish you hadn't given it to me because now I'm always gonna get it. Like, great. You can really ruin yourself by having yeah, the best. They're, of like, the best eh? they're like, maybe next time don't give me the best. Give me a little <laughs> bit under the best. If you give me all this gray goose, then as soon as I need to go back to Schmirnoff, I'm gonna fucking hate it. Exactly. Like I'm not I'm I'm only gonna buy that now. Like I'm buying top it. I have an expensive taste, and that's me. Yeah. So uh, the the terpenes in it, uh, uh, myrcene and caryophylline, uh, seem pretty obvious. The limonene yep. is is also an obvious one. The one that I really didn't recognize from a lot of strains was nerolidol. Yeah, which is like a it's found in citrus and apple and rose and bark. Interesting. The bark really kind of set me off. Throw, I, it's a yeah. 
those little fork in there. Yeah, because it's like a it it does sort of smell like that. Like it, it it does smell like out in a forest, and when you when you're taking it in, I I don't know if I got apple from it, but there's something like like tangy and uh, earth not not earthy like the the mercine or whatever, but like uh, uh, I don't know, just it felt like taking a big bite out of a <laughs> a tree. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. And I, I mean, I'll be the first to say, like, I'm not, my terpene knowledge is not crazy high. No, right? no, I, I'm, but, uh, I'm learning as I'm going through the, the podcast. This is just a way for me to actually get to <laughs> do some deep dives on yeah, specific no, strains and learn about it. Absolutely. Um, but it's true. Like you said, like, I remember, I, I mean, I love the smell of just kind of like earth and dirt and woods yeah. and i just in in life i love i love all those kind of naturey smells and that's interesting when you say the bark because i definitely was like this like kind of earthy woody like yeah thing just kind of comes out I, I mean maybe the apple like i personally found it was like the only way i can describe it is that like undertone of something kind of sweet like something that's kind of sugary not in like yeah a, not in like a candy way, not in like a, oh, I'm eating sugar way by any means, but no, the sort of... Maybe like an earthy, like a, like fruity, like a... Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the combination of the caryophylline and the limonene, I think, can maybe create that where you feel like it's, it's not as like, the, the limonene isn't really pronounced in it, so it's not like, yeah. like, like sour, like you're uh, uh, having all the moisture sucked out of your mouth, but yeah. there's still like a, a bitey sweetness to it. Well, yeah, that's that's what I'm 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 very curious to know, like what what or what combination of the terpenes is really yeah bringing that through. Like, is it that is it the neurolidol with like yeah. that maybe fruity appleiness that's just like a hint that kind of cuts underneath? I I liked it either way, but I'm, I'm I'd be very curious to know what that combo was. Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's cool. It's a it's a really great strain. It's a great strain. And yeah, we, a- we chose it uh, because uh, uh, the director of the movie that we're dealing with today is named Steve Pink. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Pink Kush seemed like a good way to go with that. Seemed like you had to do it. I yeah. mean, if you're going to pick a strain, Absolutely. I'm picking a pink. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, what is the movie that, we, that we're doing today, Ty? So the movie we are doing is one that is so near and dear to my heart. It is uh, Accepted, starring Justin Long. Oh, that's so fantastic. So we're going to talk about that movie when we come back. But before we do, Ty, now it's time for a game. We're going to play a game. It's called In It to Minute. In It to Minute. You played this game before, so you're probably going to be the best person to to do it so far. Let's let's maybe (laughs) let's not build it up. Let's not build it up too much. You're probably going to be terrible. So anything you do is going to be exactly. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So in a minute is where you need to describe what the events that transpire in this movie are. You've got 60 seconds to do. We're looking for a beginning, a middle and an end. Now, Ty, my friend, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. 
In it to minute. Go. In it to minute. All right. So the movie starts with Justin Long, Bartleby Gaines. He's a kid in high school, always kind of been a slacker, kind of fudging his way through everything. Gets rejected from all these colleges. He wants to impress his parents and he wants to make them proud. He ends up starting his own fake college uh, to kind of pass it off as his parents while he figures out what he's going to do. The fake college takes off. A bunch of the public joins. Now he has a school on his hands. Uh, turns out he loves it. He loves educating. He loves fighting. He loves leading. Um, uh, they get into a lot of pressure from uh, real accredited schools that uh, leads to a lot of hijinks and mishaps. And in the end, um, the movie comes together with him realizing this is his passion. He creates this school. They go legit and he's there for the people. His parents are proud and he gets he and in the end he gets the girl like all old 2000s movie. <laughs> Five seconds. Anything else you want to say? Oh uh, man, if you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> <laughs> and time nailed it, right? Ty, you absolutely nailed it. That was Sick. fantastic. So don't go anywhere. We're gonna be talking about accepted in just a few minutes. Uh when we come back to Let's Bogart with Ty Wong Clayton. Don't go anywhere. Hey, you buds. Just taking a little break from the show just to tell you about something that we here at Let's Bogart think is a very important thing to know about. The Black Legal Action Center are a nonprofit community legal clinic that provides free legal services for low to no income black residents of Ontario. BLAC delivers legal aid services to low and no income black Ontarians. They work to combat individual and systemic anti black racism by providing legal representation, summary legal advice, and brief services to individuals individual clients, engaging in test case litigation, law reform, and community development to improve the laws that affect low-income people, and giving public legal information sessions to members of the public and other community agencies. They can help clients by giving you legal advice, helping you fill out forms, representing you at some tribunals, and referring you to other agencies when they can't help. All services are free to those who qualify. Clients may be required to pay expenses associated with their case if they are able. You can visit them online at www.blacklegalactioncenter.ca. That's blacklegalactioncenter.ca. Or call them toll-free at 1-877-736-9406. If you can afford to give them just a a little bit of money, there's some places to donate. Uh, They could use all the help they can get. So if you're looking for a worthwhile place to give to, that's blacklegalactioncenter.ca. Thanks for listening. And now back to the conversation. All right, Ty, we're back. All right. We're talking about Accepted. Yeah. It's a 2006 comedy. And when when I asked you to be on the show, this was the first thing that came to your mind. Yep, instantly. So tell me why. What was what uh what what does this movie mean to you? Um this movie uh was was oddly defining for me. I think for like when you think of like, you know, you say a comedy movie came out in 2006 starring Justin Long, Jonah Hill, like Louis Black, everyone's like that movie was influential to you? Like <laughs> yeah, it's probably entertaining, but you know, doesn't really go past that for I think most people, but mm-hmm. for for some reason, when I watched this movie, um, I, I one, I just loved the comedy styling in it. I found it was hilarious and I, I was always going back to it. But the character of Bartleby Gaines, there was something about him that um, stuck with me as a kid. His way of kind of bullshitting, you know, <laughs> pulling things out of his ass and, and making it up. I, I appreciated that and I, I found that very impressive. But uh Kind of now thinking about it as an adult, I think the 
the heart of what his character is just really resonated with me. You know, a kid who is like this, uh, a, a little bit of a shit, you know, not to say he was this great dude. He was definitely a bit of a shit. Um, but he, the way I kind of see it is the way society was laid out and the systems were told to follow, they just didn't fit for him. Yeah. Um, and I think a part of that being a little shit came from, well, this just seems weird or this is just not working for me. I don't learn like this or I'm not, yeah. you know, benefiting from this. I think maybe the, that was a big thing that kind of stuck with me because I felt a lot like that in school as much as I loved the, I love learning. I, I hated school. Right. Um, and then was seen as someone who, you know, didn't care, didn't try, was stupid and all that stuff. And sure. it's like, well, no, it's not that. It's like, I want to, tr- I want to apply myself and I want to succeed and be all these things, but I just, I don't think I can do it in this sort of capacity. Yeah. Um, and all of that, I think Bartleby was just a character that I just saw that portrayed on screen in a very funny movie in a very funny way. He gets Blake Lively in the end, which I'm sure Teenage Ty loved. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know. The movie just stuck with me in a weird, like a, a very deep kind of rooted way. It's amazing that the movies that come along, because when I think about, there's influential movies in my childhood that I just saw at the right time. Yeah. That are not necessarily on anyone else's radar. That yeah. even if I if I tune back into it, the enjoyment I'm getting out of it is is not always necessarily the the it, the incredible craftsmanship of the film itself, and it's more the nostalgia of little Daniel re-experiencing the the movie as it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely ones that I'm I'm really blind to because of that. I I think of like um. You know, Dick Tracy? Yeah. From 1990? It's yeah, yeah. not... I, I think that it's probably not a great film. I think it's a great looking film. Right, I think the sure. production value on it or whatever. But I throw that on and I can't see it for a movie today. Like, I can't look at it and... and and say, oh, you, you know, like this is why this this movie is great necessarily. I I just right, go yeah. like I I don't know. I just love it. I I love it when he the guy does this, and I love the costumes, and I love. <laughs> well, I think that's. I think, I mean, especially kind of when you like when you had asked me to be on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. I I probably got back to you with an answer within like five or minutes or something, mm-hmm. um, and immediately I was like, oh, accepted. But then I was like, well, no, that's not. I shouldn't talk about that. It's not a good movie or, you know, like I think with art in general, a lot of people will be like, well, is it, does it merit being a called a good movie or like, can you, (laughs) does it hold up against these critiques? But I think it's, I think it's so much better when people are like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't like it, but for some reason it is one of my favorites or it just hits or, you know, I think that's an example of like, there is no good and bad art necessarily. It can just depend on, what time of year was it? Where were you in your life? Something resonated with you. That means that it could be a pretty powerful piece for you or for whoever else sees it in that moment, you know, like, and then that makes it worth exploring. Like absolutely. at least for yourself, absolutely. but knowing, knowing why it spoke to us in, in this particular way is, uh, uh, uh arming ourselves for w- what our personalities are like and what our, what, we value uh, a yeah, way of yeah, looking yeah. back on w- where you started and where you've come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 
It's interesting too, like as we're having this conversation and, and I think maybe because we've, we've already had, uh, you know, we already recorded this and, and had right. a conversation before that I've been thinking about it more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say like you maybe just happened to see it at a specific time in your life, I think about, you know, where I was in, I think I probably saw it in like 2008 at the latest, if not mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, I think about, you know, I had two friends that were like my friend that were like my close friends you know Mm -hmm. but uh but then you know we ended up going to different high schools and and we all kind of lost touch and i i never really had uh a schrader like justin long's character does in the movie like my childhood best friend you know so as i was thinking about it i'm like well not only is bartleby this this person that i liked he's had a best friend that's like this right. is person is my family which is something i never had growing up or mm. you know he got this relationship with his sister where they're really close which i never had growing up like mm. i was like oh there's so many of these little things that if i had probably seen it a couple years later and my circumstances were different it, it would have been an entertaining movie and i probably would have watched it once and never watched it sure. again you know like Sure. But for it just so happened that at the time it came in, you know, my me and my friends were s- splitting up to different schools and what have you. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Timing. Timing. All timing. Hey? Yeah. That's 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 awesome. So uh, Steve Pink, uh, who's the director of this, was the writer of High Fidelity. Yeah. Which I thought was super interesting seeing yeah. sort of where his interest lies in uh, 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 creating art because <laughs> high fidelity was, yeah. was uh, more influential to me, but I also saw it younger than I did accept it. Sure. Yeah. So, and I've never seen high fidelity all the way through. To oh no. Yeah. I've only seen bits. It's all been one of those movies that's always been on my list. You know, I think that I, I can't, I don't know. And I might get flack for this online, but who cares? I, I think <laughs> that uh, looking at, a guy and his relationships and him going through like I, I think John Cusack's character is supposed to be a piece of shit. I think that's the point. Right. Um, but it does feel very like commodifying females in, okay. in a way. Like because he's sure. he's thinking of all of his past relationships as if they were albums and like talking right. about them like like that. So it's I, I thought the idea of having the TV show where Zoe Kravitz was yeah. such a great idea for that that story because it I think it takes away the the inherent sexism in the in the pitch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Jack Black in that in that movie is just he has the most amazing star turn. Like it 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 created a monster like he turned into a movie star i think because of his performance in that oh movie. yeah i'm a huge jack black fan and, oh, and honestly the reason why high fidelity is on my list is because of jack black and oh. well i think i've seen the scene where he sings let's get it on like a <laughs> hundred and one times even though i've never seen the movie he <laughs> you sings know? it so beautifully it's so good <laughs> there's no uh, reason for it to have been that good and fun fact, I because I'm a huge Jack Black fan, I knew that was not the song they wanted him to sing. What uh, was the song? It was, uh, I can't remember the exact, it was a different Marvin Gaye song. Oh. Um, and I was watching an interview with Jack Black and he was like, I went to the director and he's like, how can I not sing Let's Get It On if you're going to have me do 
uh, a Marvin Gaye song. Gage. And, you know, they were like, well, it's a big song. If you're not <laughs> going to do it justice, like, we don't want to do it. And he's like, just let me do, let me do a take. Let me just try it. <laughs> Convince them to do it. Jack amazing. Black does his thing. And they're like, put it in the movie. Let's go again. <laughs> Jack, you were perfect. Like, ah, amazing. Which just makes it so much better. You that know? is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Movie, movie making. It's so Yeah, cool. I love it. Steve Pink also did a uh, hot tub time machine. Yeah, that I have seen. That was one of my favorite, favorite uh, 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 cinema experiences ever. I was so high. I was. <laughs> I, I had just done some bong rips with some friends, and we marched into the Brockville uh, uh, Cineplex there, <laughs> yeah. Galaxy, and we we go in, we sit down, and. I don't know what it was because I, I bought the movie immediately after and I watched it by myself and I was like, it's fine. But <laughs> yeah. in the theater with everyone who was there, who and they all must have been high. Like, it's oh, built I'm th- for somebody who's smoking weed. It's a stoner going. movie yeah, for yeah, sure. 100%. Yeah, yeah. But we cackled and I, I don't think I've ever laughed as hard just because the whole theater, it was packed and right. everyone was just laughing and having a good time. Yeah, oh, it makes I, it makes me think about the cinema, and how we how we don't have that right now. <laughs> I I know I'm I think it that was one of those things that I in the you know past couple of years stopped going to movie theaters, but really? now I'm just like oh but they're so, they're so nice it's so fun you yeah. know like um, but I think that's like one of those experiences where like it depends on the time. I remember watching Hot Tub Time Machine. I think I was with some friends that were over but it was like a super chill night no one you know we might have had a drink or two but that was about it sure i don't think any of us enjoyed the movie like we were like (laughs) yeah you know craig robinson's cool like this person's cool you know like it was all that stuff but you know the experience of like the time you went or whatever can shape how much a movie was impactful or how much you loved it you know like like Much we like when you're earlier. smoking weed, having having the the sur- your surroundings and the the type of art that you engage with and the people that you're with, like everything can really affect what your experience is. It's very oh, difficult yeah. to have an isolated um, experience with. Uh, I think either movies or or weed. You, everything around it is going to slightly shift what happened to you over the course of the day, what headspace you're in before going in to see the movie or smoke yeah. the weed. Like it's it's all going to affect what your experience is. Absolutely. That's why I think one of the one of the things that I'm I'm also like really realizing this as someone, you know, who's trying to experiment more with different strains and, and sure. even with watching movies that I might not normally watch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just being open to whatever the ride is, I think is huge. Like that's Definitely. what makes the big difference for for most people when they're I know like even I'm sure you've experienced this as a bud tender when customers come back and they're like, I didn't like this. It it didn't do exactly this for me, so it was bad. Yeah. And it's like it it's fair might not have done what you wanted, but was it bad? Like was Yeah, the what weed what did happen? Bad? What did happen? And they're yeah. like, Well, I don't know. I didn't I was like, Well, you missed an opportunity to like sure explore something. Maybe you yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was an experience there that you you could have liked or that was good and it's maybe not that this is bad but it might teach you what you should be looking for or yeah you know i don't know something like that yeah my fiance is very like that when we when we go into an experience she uh she she's big into like tarot reading and stuff so she she talks about setting intentions and and going in it's really kind of forced me to 
when I when I do smoke to try to do it as consciously as possible. Sure, to not yeah. fall into the, the, the laziness of just smoking so it all just goes away. Like Sure, yeah. Trying to, to think about what what is this doing to me today and what does that say about the thing, but also what does it say about me as a person? Yeah, I, it's not... And I mean, I say this too as like, people need to do this, but I'm guilty of not doing that <laughs> <Of course, laughs> myself all the time, you know, like where I'm like, this was bad. This was dumb. And my girlfriend's like, was it though? Just yeah. think about it for two seconds. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Let me reflect a little bit. And it well, totally changes the experience. Definitely. And it, 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 it you know, I, I'm still thinking about, I, I'm trying to get into uh, meditating. It's very difficult because I, yeah. I, I don't like to not do stuff. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> but there is something about concentrating on your breathing and the the universality of breathing in and breathing out and thinking about that in terms of cannabis consumption too when you're when you talked about the ritual of sitting down and rolling the joint and going and stepping outside and being alone for a second on your balcony yeah like yeah. you you really uh, that is taking time for you so if you uh, it, instead of uh, mindlessly uh doing it to try to mindfully enter into those experiences i think the experiences that we'll get from our highs are so much more uh uh um rewarding yeah no i 100 percent agree and kind of like you said with with meditating i i, I, I want to be a person that's like yeah i meditate every morning mm-hmm. i'm so zen i figured life out <laughs> but like that's just i i sit down for you know a minute to meditate and i'm like thinking about what i need to do you know yeah um and I know for like, and everyone's different, but for me, it's kind of like the, the art of sitting down, you know, I'm going to roll a joint and step outside that mm-hmm. two minutes, I'm going to be outside smoking or whatever it is, is that becomes my sort of meditation. You know, I take a breath, I get to, I, you know, take my big exhale and I'm, I'm smoking, I'm doing this activity and then I can just think about the weed or something. And that's kind of shutting my mind down a little bit, slowing my mind down, which is something that I struggle with. And then... Mm-hmm allowing me to get to a place where I can maybe enjoy being high or maybe enjoy the experience. And I notice when I try to like, Oh, I want to get stoned. Let me rush and smoke this. I'm always like, it's not kicked in yet. Why is it? I'm on, I want to get high. Like, and then I don't, I'm like, I didn't feel anything. And then my girlfriend's like, cause you were freaking out about it for 10 minutes. Like you're just going to counteract everything you wanted. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. I think think so too. So this, uh, this movie, um, the, I, 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 I love Lewis Black so much. I, yep. I can't, we can't get off this, this episode without talking about him. I think listening to him angrily, like his whole thing is speaking angrily is just how he communicates his comedy. It, yeah. It never strays from that really. Yeah. But he does it so well that it's just so much fun to watch on screen. I, it's. I I love it because you're like yeah you're that's what we're all feeling and thinking we're all this mad you know like <laughs> I'm just as mad as you and just as angry but I'm gonna be like no sorry thank you I, I'll just excuse myself <laughs> like when, whereas he's gonna be like no I don't want to fucking do this thing and yell back at you uh, I, it's so relatable I think in so many ways which is why it's so endearing you know. Yeah. 
And it's this. Uh, I, I remember last time we we did the episode. Uh, we we I I talked about because I loved it so much. He's <laughs> he yells at the kid in the shoe store that he's working at. <laughs> yeah. And then has lunch with them, and they're like, "You got to come be our like fake dean." And he's like, "Guys, I've got, I've got a job. I can't just go and become a fake dean." <laughs> and the kid and the mother and his manager come over. Is like, "Did you yell at this kid?" He's like, yeah, 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 I did. He's like, "You're fired." And he's like, "Okay, so when can I start as the dean?" Like he just yeah. immediately pivots, and I'm like, "That's I I admire that as a Zen quality to be able to like." immediately let go of the thing that you thought defined you when, yeah. and and just and travel into the sort of what you were talking about with the with the smoking like allowing the experience to be the thing that's driving you rather than you trying to mold the experience to what your expectations are exactly you're like well this is maybe less than ideal but it is what it is let me just go along with the wave and and see what happens which is i guess what what justin long is doing in most of the movie too is rolling with the punches he's learning to to take what the situation is in the ways that he goes about it are perhaps deceitful and (laughs) so questionable (laughs) and i would not tell anyone to start a fake college and defraud a bunch of people but (laughs) But in Hollywood land, it's totally fine. And yeah, enjoying, you know, <laughs> spiritually as a character, I think he's he's trying to find his own as a leader. And I well, think, that I think that's interesting. I think that's that's exactly what kind of the heart of the movie is, or the heart of that character is, I should say, for mm-hmm. for the movie. And I know there's that scene after you know his school's kind of set up for a little bit, and he's like, "I just got to figure out this college thing." And then there's that big kind of emotional change where he goes to Harmon college and there's that montage of him sitting in classes and standing in the hall. And it's very aesthetically like late nineties, early two (laughs) thousands. And it's, you know, the music under it is just, it's fantastic. It's, it's so cliche in so many ways, but it's, but it's that he's like, I'm, I'm rolling with the punches. I'm trying to adapt. I'm looking around, but in, in rolling with everything and kind of being like, well, I'm not going to, shape the experience to be exactly what i wanted or what i thought it would be sure. i'm gonna find i'm gonna find the pockets of me i guess or when i can come out or when i can kind of do what i want to do and be who i am amidst what's happening around me sure and i think in in that kind of moment there's my one of my favorite scenes is when he's sitting in on a lecture just kind of auditing and he's just looking around like is no one else seeing how ridiculous this is and it's just a speaker on a pedestal talking at the students there's no teacher there's there's no visuals it's just some old speaker and he's like what am i how are we so he's like okay well i know that i'm in this position now where all these people are coming here to let's say better themselves to educate, to go to college and have all that experience. And it isn't what I wanted, but I'm here. But if I'm going to do this and I'm going to roll with this wave, I still need to do it in a way that's true and honest to my beliefs and what I, what I think. And then that's why the school kind of turns into something that arguably is maybe a little ridiculous, <laughs> but is so, I think, powerful because it's so honest. Yeah, it's it, it, it's practical and it's created as a a, a commune. Like it's it, it's everyone knowing what they know and being able to teach that to other people in exchange for other people teaching them what they know. Like there is something really romantic about that idea, that countercultural yeah. uh, uh, move. Uh, Absolutely, towards a different a different learning 
uh, uh, situation. I think, I think too, with the movie, one thing that I, that I do love about it is, you know, you like the, the kind of juxtaposition between, you know, his South Harmon shithead school and then the Ivy league Harmon school. Um, sure. These kids are all, I mean, they, they kind of say it in jo- like show it in Jonah Hill's character too, I think, but um, all these kids might be in, very intelligent, you know, and, and they're learning all these things about school and knowledge and whatever you learn in an Ivy league school. Although the curriculum with Justin Long school is like bumper sticker 101 and Zen, <laughs> how to sit around and do nothing, you know, like the the interpersonal side of it is huge. And the movie shows that growth. And I think it gets overlooked a lot. And I, I think about like, if you remember the one kid who comes in and he's like, oh, no, parents past this point. It's this big dude named Larry. Yeah. And they're like, oh, be careful. He bites. And he's just this kid. He's like antisocial, doesn't talk to anybody. At the end of the movie, there's like the party and he's dancing with everyone. He's got friends. Yeah. They all stick up for each other. They all support each other. It's, I think there's a huge merit to the like knowledge is important. Sure. But without any sort of humanity to it, it's, it's pointless. And that's right. Goes into Lewis Black's big rant to his parents where he's like, you just kind of become a cog yeah. in that society machine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's really, uh, uh, really deep material to be to make uh, a slacker comedy in 2006 about and i i think that a lot of the underlying themes are where it's the strongest as a film yeah, i think absolutely it, it, it does it is moving to 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 watch the the kids all all grow up in that way and become that and take ownership themselves yeah i i think that as we move into a, a very different world right now, uh, uh, that's, I think the advice and the encouragement uh, coming from everybody is start something for yourself because the institutions are not going to be able to support everybody. Absolutely. And, go forward. and you'll probably fail, you know, yeah. and that, and I think, I think it's huge. Like I, again, I, I, I'm, I'm noticing all these things like and making these kind of opinions on this movie now that I've watched it, you know, and I've been out of college. I've done that. I've been as an adult working in my career or doing mm-hmm. day jobs and, and had that life experience where in the movie, once they get outed and, you know, the parents and the cops come and all that stuff, uh, Bartleby looks at his friend hands and is like, I'm really sorry, like, you know, defeated mm-hmm. and is and hands says something. It's cool, man. We tried. And I think that line as an adult now to me is so much more interesting where it's like, this sucks, but I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm not trying to talk my way out of this or whatever. It's like, we did this thing and we might not have gone about it in the best way. And we might not have known what we were doing. Sure. But, but we honestly tried and it all came from a good place and we wanted to do something that was real and we gave it 110% and there's, I think, a bit of peace that comes with that when you maybe, you know, quote unquote, fail at something. Definitely. That you, um, you, the, the, the reason, the, the fight is the important thing, not the winning. Absolutely. And that's like, yeah, like we tried and, you know, even in the accreditation thing to bring it into the movie again, where mm-hmm. he's like, we, the lessons we learned will always be with us. You can't take that away, even sure. if this happens. And, you know, like, like you said, that fight is what's important and all of these kids felt it and we all felt it and now we're going to go on and continue doing this fight and continue, you know, 
being anti-establishment or being whatever it is we're going to do because of what we learned and that i think noticing too like as we i i mean as i'm talking now when we were saying you kind of get caught up in the wave of things right and you go yeah. along with the flow that like you could be a cog in that like i'm a I'm, i was a catalyst for someone else maybe getting to the finish line right it doesn't have to be me yeah. that gets to the end i can still be a good version of like a cog in the system for lack of a better term yeah that you're passing just, the baton on and, and every, yeah the torch uh, uh, keeps going absolutely absolutely yeah. and then that's a more of like it's such a i think it's just such a selfless way of thinking about things you know like yeah. i know i'm guilty of being like i want to do this i'm going to be this strange i'm going to do that but maybe my part is just to inspire someone else that's going to do it and that's just as powerful and moving and 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 something you can be proud of yeah i think that's a really beautiful thought i think if that's the only thought that uh that accepted puts in the hearts of its viewers i think it's a worthwhile movie i think i think so i think if you get past that it's a justin long jonah hill lewis black (laughs) ridiculous comedy there is there is that heart to the movie which is why i think it it holds up in so many ways that's pretty cool all right well we're gonna find out if uh taiwan clayton passes or puffs on this movie i think i have an idea where it's going but before (laughs) that we're gonna play another game ty you ready yeah let's do it this is the rapid fire round and this is called uh oh god this is either called (laughs) reefa madness (laughs) or it's called blaze of glory blaze of glory all right. Awesome. So uh, um, these questions are just opinion questions, uh, questions about you. You can answer any way you want, and we're going to run them down right now. You ready, Ty? Let's go for it. Here we go. Number one, are you a sativa diva, an Indicana Jones, a hybrid or dibrid, or omnivore de bomnivore? I am Indicana Jones. Hey. Number two, favorite movie featuring cannabis? Ooh, favorite movie featuring cannabis. Um, maybe not a. I can't. I genuinely can't think of a single movie right now that has <laughs> cannabis in it. A TV um, show comes to mind though. TV show comes to mind, uh, and it's Method in Red. It was only on for a season. If you haven't seen it, I've never heard of it. It stars Method Man and Red Man. <laughs> they move to a suburban neighborhood and. Uh, David Henry, the kids from Wiver- Wizards of Waverly Place, oh my God. is is like the kid in it. It's only a season. It is worth watching. <laughs> That's amazing. Have you seen How High? I haven't seen How High. I've it was on my How list High. for so long to watch it with a friend, and then yeah. we never got around to it. I feel like eventually what I want to do is have some people on and watch a bunch of like stoner movies, like specifically yeah. stoner movies, but have those for Patreon listeners. So oh, like cool. watching like How High and Dazed and Confused and the Cheech and Chong movies. Dazed and, and Confused. Yeah. I'm, that movie. I don't know. I don't know how to think of that movie, but uh, <laughs> that's on there. Or the the scene. Have you seen Undercover Brother? Yes. The scene where they like pull out the big baggie of weed and Neil uh-huh. Patrick Harris hot boxes the truck. I mean, like that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, uh, fictional or real person you'd most want to smoke with? Ooh, um, I think I said this answer last time. I'm going to keep it. It's going to be my mom. I love that. 
Yeah. I love that. How close are you to getting that to a reality? Oh, I'm so far away. I don't I don't know that it's ever going to happen. <laughs> they don't even like that I'm a bud tender, but I would uh, it's a it's a little mission of mine. I have my mom as a segment on this show. Um so and I I think having her on and talking to her about some of this stuff that she doesn't know much about yeah. is I hope starting to break down some of the the uh, stigma of it a little bit with them. Yeah, I but love that. I think we're a long ways off from <laughs> I'm, me and my mom uh, yeah. smoking a doob together. My mom has definitely been like, can you just tell me a little more about CBD? Like, what is sure. this thing people talk about? Hey, and I was like, oh, that's, that's what I'm going to start with. You know, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. we'll start with that a little. Maybe start with a cream. That's right. Start with a pill. And then, you know, we'll do bong rips. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the bong rips. Straight to the bong after the CBD. That's it. <laughs> All right. Fictional or real place you'd most want to smoke? Ooh. Um... The Shire. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I want to be with all the hobbits. Yeah. Drinking ale and smoking out of our long pipes. Be like Gandalf, blow another fucking like, ship yeah, or something. Yeah, blow a ship through my ring. Like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Movie that would be improved if only the characters were smoking cannabis. 12 Angry Men. <laughs> Hands down. I said it last time. I've thought about it more joke. since, and I can't, like, it's. I said, and as a joke, but I was like, no, genuinely, I want to watch that movie. Like, I want to see a bunch of dudes that are like so angry and all these things, but just yeah. so high. <laughs> like, dude, 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 I got the same kind of knife right here, brah. Yeah. And then one guy's like, okay, I get that we need to make this decision, but I need to eat something right now or I'm going to freak out. Like, what are we getting? Pizza? KFC? Like, KFC? Yeah. KFC? Like, you guys in? You guys in? <laughs> Bailiff comes in. Have you made your decision? Bro, just We're chill. so close. Like, man we're so <laughs> close just get out of here you're letting yeah. the smoke out i want to see that movie <laughs> <laughs> can you make the sound of your favorite uh consumption method i can sure try i love it all right <laughs> that yeah, was awesome little asmr bong i love that you. shit uh, that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna cut them all together start my own weed asmr <laughs> <Yeah>. channel <laughs> I, i'll listen to it <laughs> all right don't go anywhere we're gonna come back we're gonna find out if i and taiwan clayton puffer pass on accepted here on let's bogart don't go anywhere and now it's time for a segment called What Does My Mom Think? Where I ask my mom, Joan Williston, what she thinks about all this shit. What does my mom think? Hi, Mom. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. I, I wanted to talk to you today about the movie that we watched on this episode. Okay. That movie was called Accepted. Okay. So that's not a lot to go on. But if... You had to, if someone said, okay, Joan, we need you to create a story with uh, a character and the title of the movie is Accepted, go. What would you think that movie would be about? Oh, family dynamics, uh, multiple children who make different choices and different career paths and do it their own way. And the parents accept them, whatever they do, for whoever they are, and love them through it. Oh, that sounds really nice. <laughs> That's not the story. No, not at all. <laughs> not even close. 
<laughs> I think that's the best. I think I think finding the <laughs> the ones where your your description and the description of the actual movie are so opposite is really fun. I, so let me tell you about what it's actually about. It's uh, um, about a, a second post secondary uh, university. So it, a guy named Ron on IMDb writes: After being rejected from every college he applied to, Bartleby Gaines decided to create a fictitious, fictitious university. Fictitious, yeah. yeah, fictitious. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Self Harmon <laughs> Institute of Technology with his friends to fool their parents. But when their deception works too well and every other college rejects rejects start to apply to his school, Bartleby must find a way to give the education and future his students and friends deserve, including his own, while trying to win the heart of a girl next door. Does that sound like a movie you want to watch? Uh, If there wasn't anything else going on, that might be something I'd be interested in sure well let me change your mind by explaining to you what the parent guide is (laughs) oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so in terms of sex and nudity a character named sherman is forced to dress in sexually humiliating costumes for example he wears a hot dog costume and must stand in the student commons imploring people to ask him about his wiener uh bartleby tends to attack his enemies with jokes about their sexual actions for example he accuses a bully of sexual harassment a frat boy of being gay and his high school vice principal of masturbating and uncle ben the only adult depicted as really knowing anything uses harsh sexual language and spouts references to body parts and sexual organs to illustrate to students how society is abusing them and turning them into pimps and whores quote unquote uh and a man sings and jumps around in speedo type trunks so in terms of violence when the kids are originally cleaning out the dilapidated psychiatric hospital they find an abandoned but functioning electroconcussive therapy device uh placing the paddles on their temples and chest several are shown shocking themselves for kicks shaking her head she does not like that one uh and language uh in terms of language a character wears a shirt that says i'm sofa king cool uh which is a reference to i'm so fucking cool if you read it fast a child is called a dipshit (laughs) and uncle ben posing as the dean exclaims fucking a um drugs bartleby refers to students making a drug deal as a lesson in economics and in terms of scariness a corpse falls through a ceiling which may startle some young viewers so does that make you want to see the movie more or less much less (laughs) is there a movie you could think of uh that's like a that's like a coming of age tale that you would rather watch than accepted oh gosh I do not remember names of movies. <laughs> <laughs> what if uh, what if uh, they all instead of um, instead of doing all of that stuff, what if they all just uh, taught each other to to read poetry like uh, Robin Williams and Dead Poets Society? Would that oh, be yeah, a, that's, a better one? Th- that's a movie I would watch. Yes. There you go. <laughs> right on. OK. See, as soon as you say the name of the movie, I'm on to sure. Yeah, yeah. To come up with it myself, yeah, yeah. Yes, I I love Robin Williams. You don't keep a a rolodex of movie titles in your head like I do. Uh, No, not at all. (laughs) What takes up what? What is the rolodex that you have? You know names of people. 
people like all of maybe all of the people you've <laughs> interacted with over the course of your life you know their hometown and their names and all of the names of their family members their immediate family members probably yeah more or less yes more or less yeah <laughs> Uh, so what would you rather be doing than watching Accepted? Oh, I would rather be doing almost anything else. <laughs> um, I would rather be uh, Zooming with you, Daniel, and Aww, Kristen. Well, that's sweet. <laughs> or any of my other kids or friends or family or sure. extended family. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's part of the fun for me of doing this show is getting to to uh, hook you into having a solo conversation with me every once in a while. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, this week we uh, we we smoked um, from uh, an LP called Flower, which is spelled F L O W R. Okay, that's the LP, and we smoked BC Pink Kush which is one of their really strong indicas. Um, does that sound like something you would want to try? No. No? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> While I'm smoking that and watching Accepted, you would rather be out in the tandem bike, probably. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Bang on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I watched this movie with my friend Ty Wong Clayton. Okay. Uh, Ty is a, 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 a guy who graduated from St. Lawrence College, uh, the same oh, college okay. that I graduated from, mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit after me. Um, and he works with me uh, at the, the pot shop. So oh, wow. if Ty were to come, uh, uh, what would, uh, how would you welcome him to your home? Oh, I would say, hello, Ty. If you're a friend of Daniel's, then you're very welcome here. Come on in. Make yourself comfortable. What if he said that I, I'm not a friend of Daniel's? I don't really like Daniel very much. Oh, <laughs> I, I would say, how can you not like Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> I promise that was not a setup. <laughs> but I'll give you the $5 after we're done the conversation. Oh, okay. so thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. And can you thank everyone for uh, uh, coming on the show, uh, listening to the show today? Sure. Thanks, everyone, for joining us once again today. Remember, keep positive and test negative. I love it. You've got a catchphrase already. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Bob. You're welcome. So long. <laughs> All right, Ty. Here we are. Final segment of the show. We made yeah. it. Did it. And the sound sounds really good, so I'm, I'm hoping, praying to God, knocking on wood, that that's uh, that's gonna remain. We got it. We got it this time. So I'm not. We got even it this worried. time. Not yeah. even worried. Not, not even worried. worried. So the last question on the docket is, well, one of the last questions is, do you puff or pass? Puff or pass? I definitely puff. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah, I think so. I th I think I do too. I, I I I do think I think that people if they listen to this episode and hear you talk about accepted, they are going to get a lot more out of the movie than if they just watch it beforehand. Sure, yeah. Um I think and and I and I said this last time, but I I think this was the really like kind of one of the important things with me with uh, sort of this pairing of the pink kush and the um and a movie, because I think what a lot of people like think about a comedy or something, like mm -hmm. a, a super heavy indica is not usually where people want to go. That's right. Um, 
But the one thing I found, and again, grain of salt, this might have just be because I've seen it so many times. Sure. But it, it, I was focusing, I wasn't focusing on kind of the surface of this movie. I wasn't just like, oh, the jokes and the comedy. Right. Um, I was focusing one, like genuinely on background actors and setting <laughs> and, and just looking more at that. But I was also like things were said and it was almost like the movie was just at a slower pace. And I was thinking about everything underneath all the comedy like you yeah. could see through that little wall at least for me and that totally changed the movie i know i was sitting with my girlfriend and we watched it and i was like wow this movie's a commentary about the education system wow the movie's this <laughs> she was like you know every line in this movie and you didn't see that before and i'm like well, not to this extent you know well because when you when you sit down with accepted you aren't necessarily the first time you watch it you're not thinking about the philosophical ramifications no, of it you're absolutely not enjoying some jokes and jonah hill and everybody uh, doing their thing doing the comedy thing yeah exactly and it's shot like as much as i i really do like steve pink as a writer but i i don't think his directorial eye is necessarily that interesting like there's nothing no uh, you know he's I, I i guess as a director he's staying out of the way of his performers which is a solid sure. idea if you're doing yeah. a comedy like this yeah um but yeah it, it, it's not like you have a, a depth of um of image to necessarily take in so i think that the ideas in it are the thing that can stick with you afterwards a hundred percent i know watching it like i said i was focusing a little more on the background of the movie as well yeah and i i i take like um justin long's character's bedroom as this example sure and i was like god this is every generic suburban <laughs> white boy's bedroom in any tv show disney thing it's like every shot is exactly what you'd expect it to be mm -hmm. and it's like you said it's not very interesting yeah but somehow I'm still watching this movie and it's been, what, what 14 years? Yeah. It's still ringing, ringing true to you. You're still discovering stuff in it. Exactly. And like you said, I think getting out of the way for, his, for the performers was, Smart there's some merit to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that uh, BC Pink Kush is a good pairing for this movie? Would there be a different strain that you would think, I think this pairing would be better? I I definitely think it's a good pairing. Mm -hmm. Um I think it I think it definitely depends on like I know as much as we were saying just go with whatever the experience is, but <laughs> sure, I do yeah. think depending on what you were hoping for. Mm -hmm. Um if you're I think when people like the average person I think sits down to watch a movie like Accepted and get stoned, yeah. they want the giggles and they want sure all of that stuff, which is definitely still there because I genuinely think it's a funny movie, but I don't necessarily know that the, the BC pink heightened the, the comedy. Yeah. 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 I know, um, like I'm, I'm smoking, um, more diesel strains right now Uh huh. and I'm liking kind of that soury dieseliness. And okay. I find though like that I'm, I'm right now, I think I'm still working through the spinach's diesel, which I'm a big sure. fan of. Yeah. Um, that for me is kind of what I would say would be maybe a better strain for sure. the the jokes and the the you know kind of surface comedy and all that stuff. Definitely. Um, so not to say it's bad, but I think it's a different experience than you would expect when sure. you watch a movie like this. And having a sour diesel to to go through it in a giggly way, and then a BC Pink Kush to go through it in a philosophical way is a pretty uh, uh, at least gives you reason to to go back to the well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think most people that I know have seen this movie at some point in high school. Sure. You know, like they're like, oh yeah, I watched Accepted. And I'm like, oh, watch it again, but then smoke the pink. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you've yeah. seen the comedy, you had the jokes, like let's try something new and watch it. Like you might see what I see. Definitely. So I completely forget what you said last time to this question, but say somebody is smoking BC Pink Kush. They've just watched uh, 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 Accepted, but it's still early in the night and they're still feeling like they're going to take another rip and maybe watch another movie, double feature it. What movie should they watch? I had a weird answer for this, but I'm going to stand by it. Uh, I said Ant-Man or a movie like Ant-Man. Oh, yeah. That's Um, great. Yeah, well, I so for me, and the reason why, before people go and like Ant Man, why that movie? Um, I think I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Ant Man as a character, so I, I quite Definitely. enjoyed the movie. I love Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. I think the best thing with it is, you know, I think Paul Rudd as an as a kind of that comedic performer has a lot of that same energy as something like Accepted does, mm-hmm. as, as Justin Long did. So you are getting comedy, you're getting jokes, you're getting a bit of that, but the. But kind of contrast where we said Steve Pink's movie was a bit bland aesthetically. Sure. Something like Ant-Man has a lot more visual that just you can feed into and maybe keeps you going. Like the fight sequences, the special effects, the quick quickness and pace of the movie and definitely um, all that kind of stuff I think would be a, would be a good pairing. Amazing. I'm going to throw out as an idea uh, to stay on the comedy superhero uh, uh, trip, I would say Deadpool because you've got yeah. you've got Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, who came from Van Wilder fame, which yeah. is sort of the same kind of uh, uh, timber of comedy that uh, that accepted uh, draws from. Absolutely, I think that that would give you the same yeah uh, something visual to look at, but uh, a, a similar comedy vein to to go down. Yeah, that's a great. I mean, yeah. and also you you know. BC Pink Kush. Hey, hey, Ryan BC. Reynolds, another BC bud from the BC. It, right. it works. It works. <laughs> uh, I think anything funny, but a lot more visual would be Definitely. even like a Thor Ragnarok, if we're keeping it in hey, the Marvel hey, movies, hey. you know, like Absolutely. would fit that for sure. Any of those would go. That's yeah. fantastic. All right, Ty, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. Can my you t- pleasure. Tell people where they can reach you and what to be watching out for. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, T Wong Clayton. Uh, definitely go give Basket Collective a follow on Instagram as well yes. at Basket underscore Collective. Uh, going into the new year, we're going to be uh, hopefully mounting some more, not just theater, a little more. We're doing some music shows. We're doing some performance art shows that are Sweet. all centered around uh, celebrating and supporting BIPOC artists in the BIPOC community in, in Canada. So definitely give it a follow and some cool stuff are going to be coming out. Love that. I'll tell you, uh, uh, speaking to the audience, I got to watch the uh, Joy in Living Color yeah. uh, show that you guys did, and it was fantastic. Thanks, It, it was man. really wonderful, it. and it was a nice bomb around Christmas time. Uh, uh, because we're all going into the second lockdown and, and uh, uh, staying away from our loved ones, it's nice to think about uh, what what gives us as performers joy right now. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. It was, uh, I think, needed. Just joy is not always just a happy bubblegum, everything's perfect, you know, but uh, it's such a powerful emotion that Amen. needs to be celebrated sometimes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, Ty. Well, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Of course. My pleasure. Well, folks, that's the episode. It's pretty exciting. Thanks for tuning in. 
Um, you can uh, uh, follow Ty at uh, Basket Collective on Instagram. Um, uh, follow his stuff because it really is very exciting. Some of the, the, the stuff he's getting up to, figuring out how to run a theater company when no theater can exist right now in Canada. So it's uh, it's great to see people like Ty taking on the mantle of, of becoming leaders like Justin Long in Accepted. Uh, a big thank you to Ty for coming on the show. A big thank you to my mom. You can follow her nowhere because she is not online. Um, you can uh, a big thank you to JJ Thompson who produced all of the music that you hear over the course of the episode. He did all those vocoder stings and uh, the theme song. Uh, you can follow his exploits at JJ and his dog on Instagram. And uh, you can follow us at Let's Bogart on Twitter and Instagram. Please like and subscribe, rate and review. That really helps us, especially at the beginning of these uh, these first few weeks of the of the podcast launching. Uh, really, really uh, uh, affects what our standings are going to be. So if you could uh, throw us a follow, throw us a like, throw us a subscribe, that all really helps us and uh, uh, allows us to keep making these episodes i certainly hope you're enjoying them i'm certainly enjoying getting to make them and i'm uh, enjoying getting to have you listen to them so thanks again and tune in next week on thursday when we bogart once more and then that's a more of like it's such a i think it's just such a selfless way of thinking about things you know like i know i'm guilty of being like i want to do this i'm going to be this strange i'm going to do that but Maybe my part is just to inspire someone else that's going to do it, and that's just as powerful and moving and, and, and something you can be proud of. <laughs>